previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Also, way before your time, Chris Hayward wrote for Get Smart, and he wrote for The Bullwinkle Show. That's one guy I would have loved to have met in my life because the words he used writing for TV and writing for cartoons is some of the funniest stuff I've ever heard. Well, that's very sweet of you to say, first of all, about me. But just for the record, I have 16 years on Roxy. He does. So yes. I know Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. That's you. Go. Uh, hey, Little. Hey. <laughs> Did your cue light go off? No. It yeah, it should have. It, it went did off. Not, you, you did not push the cue light. I did push the cue light. You didn't go. <laughs> oh, no. Welcome, Littles. Uh, we're going to meet who that is in a second, but we're going to start with this. Greg Smallwood, episode 179, Bullwinkle and Get Smart. Two more reasons to love Tim Kirchin. Travel yes. safely. Let's meet Scotty. Hi. We lovingly say Scotty. Real name's Scott. We're going to play Where in the World is Chuck? Okay. Uh, Littles, thank you for all the messages. Thank for well, first of all, thank you for all the feedback. Tim Kirchin. I mean, as we said a bazillion times, how lucky were we, Roxy? That was insane. Yeah, I mean, Hall of Fame sports writer on our podcast. I mean WTF. What could be better? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was it was amazing. And just thank you for all the great feedback, Littles. Scotty's now you get to talk to me? I know. Oh my gosh, it just gets better and better. (laughs) Well, you did have a pretty successful podcast. (laughs) You can't look it up. What was it called? Chewing the Scenery? Chewing the Scenery. Uh This is dear, dear friend now, Scott, from the Menopause the Musical Tour. The jerk's leaving me in two days. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I will say my new lovely assistant is fabulous. Her name's uh, Megan. And I I already adore her. So that's great. Megan's great. And Scott's been training her to take over. Yep. And I met you when I was out in, where were we? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Madison. Oh, and Eau Claire. We get to say that again. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. Eau Claire. That's when I first met Scott. So this is great. Where in the world is Chuck? Monday. Littles. Hey, attention. Write it down. I know there was a couple listeners in Montgomery, Alabama. Monday, I have the day off in Montgomery, Alabama. Wednesday, Lafayette, Louisiana. And then in the weekend, we're in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. So those, I'm just throwing those out. Any littles, get in touch. WTFCpodnet at gmail.com if you would like to maybe hang out. I can't promise anything, but I put those days specifically. I'm obviously in other places, Tuesday and Thursday, et cetera. But I just wanted to start there, and I'll see. I'd love to grab a drink or something or whatever. We can hang out and meet up because that's where I'm going to be. Uh, and you're living the glamorous <laughs> life. Right. Yeah, littles. Make sure he's eating. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, no problem oh, there. Yeah, I watched him last night. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He mowed through some food last night. <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm well, sure he did. We decided to go to a nice little place here in, where are uh-huh. we? Marietta? Uh-huh. Where the yeah. hell are we yeah. now? Marietta, We're in Georgia. Marietta right now. Yep. I didn't say Marietta on that list because I felt like it's probably too late for that because yeah, yeah. we load out tomorrow sure. and then we're gone. We actually right. leave right after loadout, which is going to yep. blow, but I can say <laughs> these things. Our, our bosses don't listen to this podcast. So that's okay. Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting week, uh, and you get to leave, mm-hmm. jerk. But yeah, so it's been interesting. Roxy, you start rehearsals today, right? Yeah, going to do some kicking and some moves and see what I remember, see what I don't. And uh, yeah, a little stay tuned. I'll be able to post my schedule as soon as they give the okay to. So little Christmas is here. <laughs> how much does Roxy love you? She gets up early to do a podcast to then, what do you start at noon, I think? Something like that? Ten. Ten. Uh, all right, sorry. Um <laughs> Got you up a little early. How dare you? Uh, But, you know, 
we want to get this podcast out. We're going to try and do what we can. Now, this yeah. might this one might have already dropped a little late. If it did, I apologize. I'm going to try to get it out on time. It's just craziness. And this is kind of what happened last year when I was doing Cheek to Cheek. You know, there were some times where we dropped them on Sundays because I couldn't get through all the editing on by Saturday and stuff like that. So just be patient. We just want to make sure we get the podcast out to you. Where do we start today? Let's start with the RIPs. These things usually happen in threes, so we're hoping this is it, okay? Now, I feel bad because... When Scott agreed to come on the podcast, he's like, but I know nothing about sports. I was trying to explain to him what the podcast was. And I said, oh, it's okay. We don't talk about sports. That's one of the compliments we get. But I feel like we have to at least acknowledge RIP Brooks Robinson, Dick Buckus, and Tim Wakefield. Okay. Three legends, in my opinion. Now, okay. uh, Easy killer. Some people are going to say legends. Easy killer on Tim Wakefield. But to the Red Sox fans, he was a legend. Okay. Yes, for sure. Especially in 2004. You know, the things he did for the team to be a team member and just help us win that first World Series from, you know, a long time. So Scott's looking at me like, what the hell? I don't know. Do you know any one of those three people? Uh, Butkus. You do? His last name is Butkus. How could you not remember that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, I have heard. He's football, right? Yes. He was was a coach. Uh, Probably at some point. I I mean, a very good player, you know. Yeah, I, I believe for the Bears. Before Bears. my times, maybe. Wow. I don't know, but um, yeah. Wow, That's I'm impressed. The rest of them I have never heard of. Okay, all right. Uh, who what, are you again? No, I'm kidding. What about Rocky and Bullwinkle? Rocky and Bullwinkle? You know yeah. That, okay, all right, good, good, good. good. Well, because Tim wasn't sure. He thought, I, well, I think you're older than me. Maybe not. Go ahead, say bitch. Uh, I'm not going to say bitch, but... Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I just said it, damn. But <laughs> no, the, our, our last guest, the Hall of Fame sports writer that we had on our podcast, he uh, was going in, because Roxy has 16 years, or we have, I have 16 years on Roxy, and he, yes. is, he insinuated that neither one of us would know who Rocky and Bullwinkle oh, were, no, or yeah. what Gets Smart I watched those cartoons. Get Smart? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Get Smart, I knew. I think it must have been in reruns, though, when I was Yeah, that's it, what she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she used to watch them with her dad, so that's good. Yeah, but, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so uh, real quick, thank you, Chris Lane, episode TBD. He used the code, Roxy. Did I tell you that? I think I did. I think you did, yeah. yes. That Very was really exciting. sweet. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and I love waking up to those Venmo messages. Those are always nice. But So he used the code. <laughs> he went to Venmo and used our code LLPOD and gave us a one-time donation, which was really sweet. So Roxy, because Chuck's on the road, we might need you to hook him up because we got to get his address and mail him some stuff. So Littles, yes. when you use the code or you become a supporter, even better, you get stuff. I mean, it's mediocre stuff, but you get stuff. <laughs> I mean, so if you want mediocre stuff, use the code or become a supporter. You can do that at our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. And you just go to the bottom, scroll to the bottom. The anchor link is there, Spotify link. You just go there and you can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. We really appreciate it. That's great. Some save the dates. We have one week from today. It is the We Rock Cancer Annual Concert at Capital One Hall in Tysons, Virginia. Now, the sad news is, Our code is no longer good, okay? We told you, we warned you, it's going to run out. But still get your tickets. Go there, support. It's a great cause. You can get tested for skin cancer while you're at the concert. The Pat McGee Band will be there with John Popper from Blues Traveler. He will be there as well. You're not going to want to miss that. Make sure you head on over there and get your tickets now or get them the day of the concert, whatever. But enjoy. Have a good time. I'm sure other littles are going to be there. So wear some proper attire and maybe you'll get to meet some littles while you're there. And what does that mean? (laughs) What's the proper attire for a little? Uh, kind of what I'm wearing now. I have my chatter uh, shirt on. I thought okay. he had his underwear on when I saw him. Well, I, I'm wearing my pajamas, Roxy, just for the record. But yeah, of my, course you are. Of course. Put on your shirts. You might meet a little while you're at the concert. So Yeah. Okay. What I thought it'd be fun to do now is I thought since I'm going to be in these different, who knows where I'm going to be on these days. I mean, I just gave you the schedule, but it depends on the day we record the podcast, of course. 
But we've been in Marietta for a week. Now, for those of you that don't know the South, it's about half hour outside of Atlanta, mm-hmm. north of Atlanta. Yeah, and it's really interesting because I'd never been here. I'd heard about it, you know, when you play Atlanta so much. But, I mean, what's your favorite thing about being here, Scott? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, it's, it's a really cute town. The downtown yeah. area is really cute. There's a nice little square. Right it, where the theater is. very south, you know, very much like you're in the south. Being a musical theater person, there's a show called Parade that was recently on Broadway, a re- revival of it. But uh, that whole story took place in Marietta, Georgia. So that's kind of interesting historically, I think. Yeah. Did you see? I didn't see anything in the square about because apparently that's where Leo Frank was hung. Well, no. I think uh, when we first got here, that's what we thought. But I think there's actually it's like a couple blocks away, and there's some sort of oh. memorial or something. Yeah, oh, where great. it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's close to, to the square, but not I'll have to try and look that up because I very I I don't know if you heard this, Scotty, but I was the pitcher for the parade softball team in the Broadway Show League this year. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so cool. uh, I know a lot of the peeps from the show and yeah. stuff and. It was just, uh, yeah, and I knew the show before. I didn't, honestly, uh, I hate saying this. I did not get to see the revival. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. either, actually. Um, I'm not, what's, well, who's the guy that played Leo? Ben Platt. Never was a big fan of his. Even when uh-huh. I saw him as one of the replacements, I saw the original cast. That was part of the problem. I saw him in the, saw the original cast of Book of Mormon, and yes. then he was one of the replacements. Oh, That's when Roxy saw I actually saw didn't it. know that. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. he was really annoying. And then when I went to see Dear Evan Hansen, he He was really annoying. He was really, because he does this thing. I just felt like he was always trying to impersonate Will Ferrell. And it was really annoying because I didn't want to see Will Ferrell in the show. I wanted to see Ben. Or you mean Mormon. Mormon Mormon. first. Mormon first. And then I felt like he was carrying that over to, because he became so popular for his little mannerisms Uh, that he does, uh that he took him over into Dear Evan Hansen. So, but I heard he was fantastic. Like I heard it was like mm. a Ben, like you never saw before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I just, I just didn't have time. I was so busy and stuff and I really wanted to, but, uh, so I never got to see the revival, but I've seen productions of it. I remember when it came out and how everyone was so upset that it flopped on Broadway. Yeah, and stuff it's like shocking that, that it yeah. didn't. Right, that right. was like 98, 99. Yeah. It's I one of those th- things where, you know, I, there's so many people who are like, I don't want to see a show that makes me sad. Right. And I'm, yeah. I'm always sure. like, oh, shut up. Just go see it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Music's beautiful. <laughs> right. That was know. me for a very long time. If it didn't have a tap number in it, I wanted nothing yeah. to do with it. But I have a much better appreciation now. <laughs> right. Um, I'll, we'll throw a tap number in for you next time. I, if I direct it or I, I'm in it, I'll just ask. Can we, like, as I'm going to the gallows, can we, like, just right. tap it out? Yeah, we should have We should have started <laughs> with that. We'll, the gallows. We're going to go backwards. We're going to finish where okay. we're going to kind of meet Scotty for a second. Then we'll tell you what he does and where he's from and all that stuff because it's not new york it's he's the other coast kind of uh so but i want to continue with marietta because i was having the greatest time now we did have a nice dinner a couple Mm -hmm. nights ago now do you remember the name of that place it's Uh, right on the square max chop house max chop house it's right it's like three doors down from the theater basically fantastic Mm -hmm. food but a couple days ago we had two shows so i was trying to do something because we were going to go to dinner after the show Mm -hmm. The second show, after the second show. And so, but I was starving because as Roxy knows, I don't eat breakfast. I'm, I'm a dope. And so I needed something. So I'm like, what can be quick? And I also had some, we're still getting the show locked in and stuff like that. And I had some work to do on the show. So I found a pizza place. I was oh. like, oh, this is perfect. It's going to be easy. Yeah. And uh, first thing I walked in, because it was kind of like a restaurant type of thing. Yeah. And, you know, so cautiously, I was like, okay, that has written all over the wall. That, that could take a while. Yeah. I walk in, I go, do you happen to sell pizza by the slice? And she was like, oh, yeah, of course. And I'm like, okay, great. I'll have a slice of pepperoni. And, a, and she cut me off. She's like, oh, well, if you could go out the door, down the block, there's another entrance for takeout. And I was like, oh, oh okay, <laughs> sure. So I go down there, and it looks more like a, I won't say a New York City pizza place, 
because mm-hmm. you couldn't see pizzas lined up, right. you know, like pre-made right, right, pizzas right. that uh-huh. they just then just stick in right. the oven right. and you walk away. But it did look, there was a counter-like thing mm-hmm. where you walk in and you put the order in. So I just said, I want a slice of pepperoni. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I think I wanted to do, what's the thicker ones? Sicilian. Oh, Sicilian. Sicilian. Yeah. And long story short, it took forever. It took 20 minutes. And oh I said gosh. to her, I go, what, how, it's a slice. Like, I just want a slice. I'm, I need to go. I'm with slice. She's like, oh, well, we, we don't pre-make we don't anything. Pre-make we, we make everything fresh. Uh-huh. Trying to uh-huh. sound I mean, fancy. I guess that's cool. Right. But if you're in a hurry. But I'm like, you're going to make a slice of pepperoni? Come on. That's not, come on, man. What are we even doing out here? That's, that's not happening. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I'm not going to drop names because I don't want to do that. But it was terrible. The slice was not good. Okay. Yeah. The Sicilian was better, but it was more, there was hardly any sauce. And oh. it was just a lot of cheese and like bread. And it was, it mm-hmm. just wasn't that good. So, so just, was, you know, everyone just understand they don't know how to make pizza in the South. In Moving the South. on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's right. kind of true. And on the uh, way back, they have the cutest stores though. Roxy, they had this antique shop that had like all these albums outside for like 50% off. But of course they were just in alphabetical order. And I spent like two minutes because I realized I'm going down a rabbit hole. I do not have time to do this. I need to get back to the theater, blah, blah, blah. But there was also a candy store next door. One of those old time candy shops. And it was so adorable. So I went in of course to see what the taffy situation was and it was kind of a ripoff. So I should have known better. But as I was walking out, I saw Reggie bars. Now the listeners will know why Is that's that Reggie key. Jackson? Yes, yes. Uh, see, I knew something about yeah, sports. Scott's, Scott's like, I know nothing about sports, so I don't think <laughs> I should come on this great. podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you're going to be fine. And so everything's priced. The box is there. It says two seventy nine. The most expensive thing was next to it. It was like the King Reese's Cups for three seventy nine, and that's it. And everything else was like $2 and chain. You know, candy bars, it's a little expensive, but, yeah. you know, I'm like... Yeah. There's one place that I know that Ritz got a Reggie bar in Manhattan, and it's like way down in the West Village. I'm like, I'm not going all the way to the West Village for a freaking no. candy bar. Wait, but what I, is no. a Reggie bar, though? What's in it? You know, all right. So it's because I had never had one, so I don't know. But it's a big thing on the big show, uh-huh. our other the yeah. other podcast uh-huh. that we listen to. And so I want it's got caramel, and I want to say some crunch stuff in it. Mm. I don't exactly know, but we'll have to Google it. So I went to get it. I go up to pay. I hand her a 10. I wasn't, she just, you know, it was all electronic. She bloop, and she took my money and she handed me back like $2 and change. And I went, oh, I thought it was an honest mistake. I said, oh, I think it it was a five and a one. But she was like, no, that's right. It it rings, it's $7 or $6, whatever it was. And I was like, wait, I'm sorry, for a candy bar? I said, but, and I pointed, because it was right near the registers too. It wasn't right there, but it was right next to the wall. I said, it says right there, it's 267. She's like, Oh, and you know, I'm a big fan of a good merchant would then say, yeah. oh, oh okay. well, I'll give it to you for I'll that. Because you're right. She could clearly see the box was, you know. Yeah. And I get things get mix, mixed up and stuff. But I was like, there's no way I'm paying. I felt like the guy from Caddyshack. <laughs> well, I ain't paying 50 cents for no Coke. I'm like, I ain't paying no six, seven dollars for a Reggie bar, even though I've never had one and I'm dying to have one. Right. And, but then she's like, oh, okay. So it was the whole process. This is why I hate technology. So she sure. had to rescan the, because she already closed the drawer. Right. She had to mm-hmm. rescan the item mm-hmm. and she couldn't figure out how to do a return on a candy bar, which I'm sure is not a very common thing, but it literally <laughs> took me five minutes. I'm in a hurry here. I'm like, oh it took God. me five minutes to get my money back. So I was so high on Marietta. That's the point of the story. I was so high. I was excited to be here and everything's adorable. That's square. I've been sending Roxy video of the oh, square. Oh, video. Like they, a little tour. Yeah, they have random people setting up on the sidewalk playing bluegrass, yes. which is so yes. cute. Yeah. And then yeah. yesterday we went to lunch in between shows, and there was this live band playing in the square for people. Yeah. 
And it's just, it's so cute. It's yeah, so cute. It's really but, nice. but Scotty's leaving, so he's lucky. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, it's going to be a great time. We're looking forward to all the tour stops. I will be, mm-hmm. I will play Where's Chuck this week, so you'll have a little notice. I'll try to, do we know what the website is? It's, is it just Menopause uh, the Musical? Google Menopause like- the Musical. <laughs> the touring schedule is up on there. Because I know it is, because some of the other Littles have already reached out. Of course, the Ohio Littles. The Ohio Littles, mm-hmm. they, they're on top of it. And, yes. I, and it was Tony Beast in episode nine who already wrote it. He's like, hey, is this you? I think it's October 21st. And I'm like, that's me. So uh, we're going to hopefully get to see some of you along the way. So we're really excited about that. That's so fun. But we've got emails and stuff to get to, but we were going to take a quick break. Scotty, you're going to return, right? Don't, stop. Don't even talk. You're, gonna, you're coming back. <laughs> nope. Right. Gotta go. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, this is Jason Fraley from WTOP's Beyond the Fame podcast, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. What a day it'll be when I finally feel free from what others assume is what I want to do. Your fears, my tears will all disappear. I can run away and stay far from your shadow. Watching over me and my every move Will I give up or can I live up to the power of you? I'm pretty confident We are being played in this episode by Ava Della Pietra And this song is called Power of You Now if you like what you hear, you can find her all over the place We'd love for you to give her follows on Instagram At Ava Della Pietra same thing over at TikTok, at Ava Della Pietra. And the best place to find all her stuff is just go on over to her website, www.avadellapietra.com. Obviously, we'll put that all in the show notes for spelling and all that stuff. But enjoy the song. And as always, we will play the full song, Power of You, at the end of the podcast. Can I live up to the power of you? All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck? I'm going to do something I normally don't do. I'm going to give you a bunch of teases. Hopefully, we'll get to it. He filled out the form here. Yeah. Okay, but he just gave you like topics. Okay. So, littles, stay tuned. We've got baseball, Dave Sims. Some of this I can't read. Uh, It's his handwriting. Uh, Sands, (laughs) golf, betting Jeff Ma, Carville, dad's son, I think it says gold, MRI Cigna, Cavs, Subaru, Edith Saliza. Cavs, like Cavs. I'm like, assuming the Cavaliers. I don't know. Let's find out. Please welcome to the podcast, Eric Bell. Hey, Eric. How's it going? Hey, doing great. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Sorry I outed you on the penmanship. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never been good with uh, writing. Some said I should have been a doctor, but luckily now I type most things, so yep. uh, okay. that doesn't come into play. <laughs> That's all right. Well, we're going to get into all of it. So as you know... Uh, he's definitely heard a bunch of episodes. Yes. We're going to take it back. We want to meet you. You're on the West Coast. That's all I know about you or just what you've put on the form here. So introduce yourself to all the loyal littles. Tell us a little something about yourself. 
Yeah, so uh, live out in Washington State in beautiful Spokane, Washington. Ooh. I know we have a good group of littles out here that are well represented in the really? uh, emails, faxes, and notes a lot of times on Mr. Tony's show. Mm-hmm. And I've lived out here pretty much all my life, except for when I went to college in Portland. I uh, went to the prestigious George Fox University, the Harvard of the West. And that's when I first uh, was kind of introduced to Mr. Tony. So it's been going to my 20th year reunion in two weeks uh, down there. And that was really where the Mr. Tony journey started. Okay, let's pause because yes. Chuck already is Has, ecstatic. I know. Okay, so you know, I mean, I've... I knew this, yes. Pacific, all right, so off air, I was doing some tweaking with the sound and stuff. So okay. Roxy was like talking kind of off air. Yeah, uh-huh. So you know some of this stuff. All right, so right. first of all, what I need is I need a Littles, Summer of Littles, right near the theater in Spokane. So you can walk right next door to take a picture on the big wagon. Okay. Yes. Now, can we talk yeah. about that real quick? I'm going to dissect this because I love Spokane. I love okay. Portland. Mm-hmm. I just love the Pacific, you love the Northwest. Pacific Northwest. I love it. Love you it. Love it. Say it right, though. It's a can. Like, think about a, a soda can. It's Spokane. Spokane. Not, don't say Spokane. Spokane. <laughs> I love that Spokane makes you sound like a tourist. <laughs> I love that I'm being educated already. It you sound like you're from New York. Well, that, you know, it's hello. Have you been to Houston Street down here? Or I know. Greenwich right? Village? Right. Houston. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great. They're great places to visit. So, okay. So, now that's just Spokane because Spokane, is that where the flyer wagon was? invented uh honestly i don't know the background to it all i know is that when i was a kid they built this wagon that's probably gosh i bet you it's, it's 25 feet tall it's huge and, really? and it's like huge. 40 feet long and it's got a big metal slide that you literally burn your skin going down in the <laughs> summer because it's a silver metal slide and you just get blisters and uh-huh. everybody does it because it's awesome so right. it, and that's where like the handle would go just little so you correct can yes envision yeah. it so like, exactly. you know, the, the handle, thing that you the would pull the, laying yeah. on the ground, basically. Yeah. Yep. yep. Littles, if you get to Spokane, you have to do this. Good job. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it, Roxy. It, it I, is I a must I was just, stop. Yeah. It is a great stop. What's yeah. the name of the theater that's right there? The the Bing Crosby Theater? It's Riverfront Park is the name of the park. A riverfront. down there. Yes. Yep. And okay. Riverfront Park hosted the World's Fair in 1976, I think it was. Wow. And that was when uh, Riverfront Park... They transitioned the entire, it's about, I would guess, 50 acres. And it used to be a a railroad train depot. And they completely transformed it for the World's Fair to be this expo center. Hmm. And it has maintained its tourist activities since the fair. And it's it's an awesome place in that the wagon was later. It wasn't in 1976 that it was made. But it has been a part of that whole activity area since 1976. Wow. All right. Well, how exciting to have the, you know, to be in 76, you know, the anniversary yeah. Yeah. to have the World's yeah. Fair that year. I'll try to post some pictures if I can dig some. I know I have tons of pictures of that wagon because yeah. you know, every time we play the theater, you have to get like a little group shot. The cast gets on the wagon and yep. does their own little wow. thing. So much For more sure. to get into, but I'm going to keep going. What is the name? <laughs> I did not even know that this was a famous race. Okay. So back in the day, Chuck was a runner here. And when he was on tour, oh. he would try to do as many races as he could. I decided okay. to do this race. And this one cracked me up because for the first time, this was on High School Musical. A bunch of the cast members, like four or five, I would say, all of a sudden want to run a race. Okay. Yep. And they're, you know, they're average. And it's cracked me up, some of them, because they had no idea what they were getting themselves into. I didn't either, really. Mm-hmm. So do you know what the race I'm talking about? It's like five miles. It's a weird. Bloomsday? Probably, yes. It's, yeah. It, and it's the hill, it's the big the lar- hill. Yeah. It's the largest road race in North America, I believe. 
And the race is called Bloomsday. The hill is called Doomsday Hill. Yes, Doomsday Hill. And it's it's actually, I think it's a, and maybe I did this wrong. I think it's backwards because I'm not metric or European. But the race, I think, is a 10K mm-hmm. because but, I want to say it's like seven miles. I've, I've done it a few times. I actually have a funny story about it. Okay, but it's, um, so it's not, a, it's like a 12K. That's what 12K, it is. Yeah. It's so not yeah, it's a like normal, because I knew it just wasn't yeah, one of the normal, normal. 5k yeah. 10k it wasn't a normal Distances. amount it was a little bit I, I couldn't remember if it was a little bit under or a little bit over it's a little bit over because you're yeah. right it's like seven yep. miles and change mm-hmm. the Correct. big thing though is when you get to the top of the hill what do they have up there is it some kind of inflatable thing where you're supposed to high five it because you made it up correct the correct what it, is it? got all sorts of different weird mascots and radio stations and yeah when you get to the top i mean i would guess the hill itself is probably at least a mile it's ridiculous uh, wow. yeah it is, and, it, and it's yeah. very high grade and you get to the top and yeah, they have all sorts of different inflatable mascots and people will give you, you know, water and donuts and whatever else you want. And, but then you still have, gosh, I want to say you've got a couple miles left in the race yeah. before, yeah. before you're done. And there's, I, I want to say last year there was, and COVID obviously changed a few things for a few years, but sure. I want to say that got it back up over 60,000 entrants wow. Uh, oh, wow. Well, like that completed the race. Like it's a crazy amount well, of people. I was going to say for the non-runners, and then I have something for the runners. For the non-runners, I don't think you quite understand what magnitude this race is, especially even if you've done like a, any kind of, I, my first race ever was the half marathon in Chicago, basically. Mm-hmm. And okay. when I was lined up to start and you're there with like 10,000 people, you're just like, you're just in awe. You're like, holy crap. First of all, and then to take that all in. Okay. But now this race, as he said, he's not exaggerating. And the reason I brought this up was because later I started buying, I think it was like runner's magazine or something. Mm -hmm. This was one of the top 10 races in America. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. I had no idea. I just ran it and it was so amazing, but he's not joking. Little when for this, this is for the actual runners. You should get out there to try this race. When you come over this, when you come over this ledge and you see the entire valley, and the, at that point, there was probably like at least 30,000 in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To see them going up the other side, this whole, it's like, like you said, it's like a mile long. They look like little ants running up this hill. And to oh, think cool. like, yeah. holy shit, that's going to be me in about three minutes. Yeah. Right. It's like, right. holy cow. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, let, and let it's, me quickly yeah. tell you my story. So I'm, I'm not really a runner, but as you said, like this is, Bloomsday is a thing in Spokane. And so for someone, you know, who's a lifelong Spokane resident, I think I ended up doing it probably about a half a dozen times, Mm. you know, as a kid, young adult, and and then into adulthood. And I remember the first time I did it, I was about eight or nine years old. And and that's a pretty long run for an eight or nine-year-old. But back then, so this was late 80s, what the cool thing was for the kids was the next day, you know, you would have your little race bib or whatever, and you would turn it in when you finish. And they would then have a, a whole section in the Monday paper because it was, it was always run on a Sunday. It's the first Sunday in May, I believe it is, every mm-hmm. year. Yep. And they would put your name and your time. Hmm. And so I was so excited. I trained for weeks to be ready for this race. And I ran the race. And I did it in just over an hour. And I get the, I, you know, I wake up at 6 a.m. to get out to the front porch to grab the paper I rip off the rubber band, I open it up, and they do it alphabetical, A to Z. So Eric Bell, I'm thinking I'm going to be towards the front. I'm ripping through the pages. Again, there's like 30,000 names in this thing. And I get to Eric Bell, and there's five Eric Bells in there. Oh, no. 
no one's going to know which time is. And I was crushed as a kid. And I realized at a young age, I was like, Eric Bell is a pretty bland, pretty <laughs> common name. And so luckily, you know, going forward, I was able to put my initial in there, you know, in future years. So I could know which one was actually me. Right. And oh, I knew good. what my time was. But yep. it was a funny story where I was just like, oh, man, none of my friends like I, they can't prove that it's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you just pick the fastest one, right? Right. No, no doubt. Yeah, right. Course. Right. So actually, that might that's be better so in funny. some ways. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, no, no, that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah, great. Totally. All right. So now you said Portland in there, too. Sorry if I missed it. Is that where you went to school? Correct. I went down to George Fox University to play baseball down there. Oh. And it's just outside of Portland in Newburgh, Oregon. It's about 20 miles southwest of Portland. And that's the only time I've lived outside of Spokane was to go to college down there. And so I've got a little bit of a background in Portland, but that's... And I don't know if you want me to tell this story now, but that's where I was introduced to Mr. Tony. Uh, We can go there, but I want to make sure we're not burying a lead here. You said to play baseball? Yes. Yes, correct. So (laughs) you went there to Uh, play baseball. What was your major? I'm just curious. So I ended up with a business marketing Mm -hmm. degree, but I really believed that I was going to be a professional baseball player. And I got pretty close. I wasn't drafted, but I had some independent professional baseball that I ended up doing. Mm -hmm. But I tried to pick a major that I thought was kind of easy so I could get through college. Ah. And uh, my dad had a business degree as well. So I knew that I could transition to that at some point, you know, as I needed it. But yeah, my whole goal of going to college was to play baseball. Wow. Wow. And it's funny because it was probably like 10 episodes ago, I talked about the Portland uh, minor league team that I got to see one year. Mm. And then they went defunct, right? Correct. They were around for a few years with the Portland Pickle. Pickles or something like that. Oh, I thought that. they were the Beavers or something. Mm. Maybe, maybe it was the Pickles. I don't know. I think it's the Pickles because the, okay. the Beavers is Oregon State baseball. Oh, uh, okay. And, and they, yeah, they're a collegiate team. Sure, they're sure. Central Oregon. No, yeah, that definitely wasn't them. But I must have saw the name somewhere. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's For so sure. neat. What position? So I was a left-handed power hitting first baseman. Oh, and Tony's uh, guy. I laugh every time I listen to him talk about first baseman not having RBIs. Right. And I actually, I think, was second in the nation my senior year in home runs. Wow. Uh, and I think third in RBIs. And so, yeah, when I hear him talk about that, it definitely hits my heart because you need a first baseman that can drive a ball and knock in runs. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, a good glove is great, but you need power out of those corner positions for sure. All right. Wow. And now I cut you off. Speaking of Tony, so let's get into that real quick, how you got to know Tony. Yeah. So the funny thing about how I got into Mr. Tony was when I got to George Fox University, I was put in a dorm that was actually an apartment with another baseball player. And we found out rather quickly that the apartment complex that we were in, the college had recently bought and they had forgot to turn off the cable television in our apartment. And so all the other apartments didn't have cable or they had to pay for it, Mm -hmm. but somehow ours got left on. And so we would have all the baseball players over uh, to watch, you know, whatever (laughs) TV was on. And it happened to be the first year that PTI started. So we would be watching SportsCenter and ESPN because we were baseball players. And all of a sudden this PTI show comes on at 2.30 our time, 5.30 Eastern. And, you know, 2.30 was right before baseball. Baseball started at 3.30. And so we would all be hanging out, getting ready for baseball, you know, getting our gear on and getting our gear ready. And we would have the PTI show on. So we stumbled onto literally the very first PTI show 
because we were watching Fort Center and ESPN all day being baseball guys. And it just became kind of a tradition that we would watch PTI before we would head off to the baseball field because it was like a five or 10 minute walk from the apartment. Sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, so that was my introduction to Tony. And after watching him on PTI, he was still on ESPN radio at the time with the Duke, the Duke Dan. Yeah. And so when we would be driving around town, you know, during the morning or, you know, whenever we were getting ready to go to school or whatnot, we would turn on the radio and listen to ESPN radio and listen to Tony in the morning on the way to school. Nice. And you just became a little through all that, right? Yeah. And it, it was interesting as, you know, as I graduated college, I started with a sales job. And so I ended up driving around a lot in between, you know, sales calls mm -hmm. and listening to Tony. And again, I just remember Duke the Dan Davis, his little sports updates, yeah. you know, in between and Mr. Tony and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, we, we would listen. And as I was driving around all over kind of the Northwest, I would have to find the different ESPN radio channels as I would get out of town. And it was always a fun, you know, I'd write them down. And yes, so, yeah, so I, I became a little very early on, you know, before it was even called a little. Yeah. And yeah, Mr. Tony's just always been part of that sales world, not wasting time, but enjoying the entertainment of the time. Yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. All right. Well, listen, we've got so much more to get into. I teased them all at the top yes, you and did. we basically didn't get into any of them. <laughs> so, but we had to talk about Spokane. Spokane. Yeah, we had to because mm -hmm. it's That's one of my right. favorite cities. It yeah. really is. That whole area mm -hmm. and just Eugene's another one of my favorite up there. College town, mm -hmm. yep. stuff like that. We'll mm -hmm. go visit someday, Roxy. You've yeah. been up to Seattle though. I've been to Seattle. I mean, Seattle's yes. one of my favorites mm -hmm. too. For sure. But so anyway. That's the only West Coast place I've been to. Yeah. It's true. Sadly. She's never been to California. Well, you've been to Vegas. Yeah, but not yeah. California. No, I said, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we'll get you there. <laughs> All right, but don't go anywhere, Littles. We got a lot more to get into. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, we're lucky enough to have Eric Bell with us. Yes. I'm going to say the full name because it's easy. Yes. Uh, we're not sure which Eric Bell... From the one the with races. the fastest time. The one with the <laughs> fastest time in that amazing race. If you mm -hmm. can ever get up mm -hmm. the doomsday, it's mm -hmm. unbelievable. Hmm, I wonder what shoes I need to pick out to well, wear for okay. it. Okay, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> no, so the other funny thing that real quick I teased it was the other cast members that wanted to go. Yeah. So I, of course, finished with the fastest time. Mm -hmm. No bragging, but I mean, mm -hmm. I was a runner. They yeah, were just were. casually doing yeah. it. Okay, fair enough. Well, the one girl, she literally had the nerve to say to me, she's like, yeah, but I was only probably like 30 seconds behind you because I'm cutting off four minutes of my time. And I'm like, why? Why? She's like, well, because in the beginning, I was bumping into everyone and no one would let me through. And, and so, you know, it took me a long time to even start the race. And I was like, oh, honey, nope, that's not, that's how, not it how it works, works girlfriend. Yeah. I was like, you got to earn that front of the line start. Yeah. You know, right. she's like, well, that's ridiculous. You know, how can they expect us to run in those conditions? Well, I'm that's like, why if I ever do decide to actually do a race, yeah. I will say, put me in the back of the pack. This way I can just let everyone go in front of me. And when it's safe well, I've and often clear, of I'll doing go. that where and you just wait it out because mm -hmm. your chip time is your chip time yeah but you will be fighting other people to get if you have to keep fighting to pass people it's kind of hard that's why I just sure. let them all go well ahead. but you can't wait like a half hour after the, you know what I mean there's why not well it depends on how big the race is I guess you're right I guess it depends but if you're doing a big like 60,000 person race yeah right. you'd be waiting an hour and a half to start you know, okay. okay I get to sleep right. an extra hour and a half <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> not quite how it works, Roxy. Brandon, someone, who else? Who are, who are, other, who are our other runners? 
Uh, Roxy needs some guidance here. <laughs> anyway, some of these I couldn't read. So can you help me out? What's the word before sans golf? Yeah, I was trying to spell lechiserie. Oh, lech- and my pen went out. Oh, that's okay. Oh, no. right. like the whole lechiserie, sans golf. I'm definitely into golf, big golfer. Okay. And so I love listening to Sansy. And uh, again, I've worked in the business world for a long time. And so traveling for work, the whole two robe situation. And my wife has become a little probably, I would say in the last decade or so. And so whenever I'm traveling, that's always the first thing she'll text me is, is it a two robe situation? <laughs> you know, do you, ha- oh. do you have a heated toilet seat? Nice. I haven't got one of those yet. have had a few two robe situations, but yeah, that whole lechiserie sans golf. I love that whole topic. Okay. Well, wait, did we bury the leader? Your wife is a little? Yes. Uh, the person to whom I am related by marriage through the years and through, I would say, I guess I wore her down, you know, as, as we would drive okay, around that's and travel. What I was wondering. Yeah. As, as we would drive around and travel again, when we were, you know, newly married and newly out of college and didn't have kids, she would come with me on some of the sales trips. Mm. And so she would listen to ESPN radio with me and didn't really like Mr. Tony and maybe even would put in her earbuds and listen to other things. But over time, she started liking him and she does love sports. And so early on, she did like PTI and okay. like the back and forth between Tony and Wilbon. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, probably within the last decade, I mean, we both listen to Tony's podcast every single day now. We record and watch PTI almost every single day. And I'm very blessed. She loves watching sports all the time and, and loves Mr. Tony and, and Mr. Wilbon. Well, that's great. Well, we have to get her a Chuck and Roxy. Does she even know what a Chuck and Roxy number is? She does. Okay. And when I told her that I was blessed to be on the podcast today, she was like, wow, that's big time. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'd I go mean, that I'm, far. I'm, but I'm not in the top 10, but I'm in the top 1,000. <laughs> top 30? Yeah. So, I mean, we're good. No. <laughs> Uh, totally. Wow. So, okay, great. Cool. We'd love to hear that. Yeah. Maybe she's super jealous and she'll want to come on sooner than later because yeah. I don't think be, we still haven't done the husband wife We have yet. not. No, except. Oh, us. no. Yes, we have. Sheremitas. Of course. Oh, Duh. yes. Chuck's a dope. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Reset the board. Reset the board. No, I am too. I sort of agree I with could you. feel Greg jumping out of his chair right there. Wait, then. wait. Yeah, right, Devorah. Right. Yeah. No, That's lovely. Funny. We love them. We just got to see them at yeah. La Cheeserie Night, actually. Yep. yep. Beautiful dog. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good time. Yes, my, my wife has become so much a little that she was even talking for our anniversary a few years ago of flying to D.C. and going to Chatter oh. and going to Whoa. the cheeserie. And then COVID hit. Mm. And... It just never, you know, obviously the, that made the restaurant go away, I think, yeah. mostly as well. Yeah. So we never got a chance to make it out there. But she's right. she's enough of a little that she does want to go to D.C. and see some of these things that we hear about on the podcast wow. all the time. All right. Well, we'll see if she's enough of a little that she wants to come to New York City to meet Chuck and Roxy at Hurley's oh. yes. in Nigel's in Corner. In Nigel's Corner, In yes. Nigel's Corner. You'll mm-hmm. get a picture of Nigel's Corner. Yep. Oh, that would be uh, great. All right, real quick, because I want to make sure we get to most of this. So you just have Dave Sims. Dave Sims, episode 188, uh-huh. I'd like to throw in there. Exactly. We had the exactly. pleasure. What so yeah. a being, joy that was. Being in, yeah, being in Washington State, Dave Sims, probably maybe five, six years ago now, became one of the radio announcers for yep. the Seattle Mariners. And growing up in Washington State and being a baseball player, Ken Griffey Jr. and the Seattle Mariners yeah. have always been my baseball team. And so it was kind of that David Aldridge moment when he became one of our two announcers. Uh, We had a very famous announcer, Dave Niehaus, who passed away. Gosh, maybe it has been a decade now that Dave has been on the broadcast. And when he passed away, they were looking for new broadcasters. And Dave was one of the ones that they brought on. Mm -hmm. And immediately when he got on Mr. Tony afterwards, like, wait a second, Dave Sims does the Mariners now. 
And so we had this light bulb Dave Aldridge moment where we're like, we're connected with Dave Sims. We're connected with Mr. Tony. And Dave obviously has a New York connection with Mr. Tony and lives in New York, I believe. And he's just such an awesome announcer. We Sometimes we'll just turn the TV volume off and listen to Dave Sims on the radio because he's such a good yes. play-by-play announcer. Recently, even in the last year or two, he's been doing more TV, which is awesome because we'd rather, you know, leave the TV volume on. Mm -hmm. And so we've got that connection with Dave and baseball and Mr. Mm -hmm. Tony. And we just love when he's on, you know, Mr. Tony and his episode obviously was awesome with you all. So, yeah, love Dave Sims and just the kind of worldview that he brings from being a New York, you know, born and raised and then coming to Seattle and, and seeing the Northwest and loving the Northwest. And he's just a great guy that, that we love connecting with. Yeah, we actually did that this year when Seattle was playing the Red Sox. They were beating up on us. But I have the MLB package, so I'm able to yeah. decide which broadcast I yeah, want to listen yeah. to. And, of Absolutely. course, normally you listen to your home team. But, of course, for those right. games, I, of course, flipped over so we could hear Dave yeah, call the games. Cool. That was great. Absolutely. Okay, now we've got Jeff Ma. Jeff Ma, episode 243. I love being able to do this. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that I was a degenerative gambler until I started listening to, you know, Jeff Well, I hope Paul you're not Carville. betting with him uh, too much so far this year. He's been having a rough year, but uh, he's so, picking yes. it up a little bit. Oh, man. Well, I mean, both him and Carville last year, I mean, those were unworldly numbers that they were throwing up in terms of their percentage correct. But I will say that is the one section that Mrs. Bell does not like to listen to. She does not like the betting, Mm. the betting section, but I I love the betting section. And, you know, it just gives you another connection point on Saturdays or Sundays, right? When you're flipping through the dial and you're like, oh, who did Carville? Yeah, you're like, I wonder how they did. Because I I bid it hard. So let's see how they did. You know, go to ESPN News or go to the ESPN app, see what they're looking at. And I also love just the banter afterwards between Ma and Carville, not obviously between the two of them, right, but, but just yeah. the discrepancy, right, between the way that they mm-hmm. pick games and Jeff being so analytical and data-driven and Carville just being Carville. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the one we sadly can't announce an episode number. That would be a dream to get Carville on our show someday. That would be incredible. We'll try. I don't know how we'll get into Littles, if anybody (laughs) has a connection to Carville, we would love to have him on the show. But now we're going to move to Edith Saliza, who is episode (laughs) 134. Right, for sure. This one is a connection to me that was... I mean, I don't even know how the connection, I mean, I don't have a personal connection with Saliza, mm-hmm. but as someone who lives, you know, in Eastern Washington, who I would say is not far right, but definitely right of center in terms of political views. And Chris is obviously left of center. And most of the things that, you know, I, I follow him on Twitter and all these things and just have grown to love Chris through the years, just how he is so open and self-depreciating. Yeah, I think the thing I love the most about Saliza is just his self-depreciation and the way that he's able to make fun of himself and doesn't take himself too seriously. Mm -hmm. And obviously politics are a pretty serious thing for the most part, which I think is another reason why I love him and just the way that I I wish he could be on Mr. Tony more. I don't I know he's had some job changes at CNN and things like that, but he's always been a favorite with that part of the show. All right. Now we have to get to some fun dumb questions, but you had so much on this form. This is fantastic. So, but I really want to know more about this MRI 
Cigna. That's what he has <laughs> written on here. Yeah, I, I think, you know, my wife and I have been very fortunate, I think, overall to be very healthy. Mm -hmm. But in the last couple of years, my wife has had some sciatica, like Mr. Tony, and has had the need for a couple of MRIs. Mm -hmm. And every time Mr. Tony is talking about his foot or his leg or his back or his spine and just the back and forth with Cigna, and I love that he brags about, well, I've got enough money, I'll just pay for the MRI to be able to think about how we've gone through some of those same situations, I think is why the fabric of the littles is so great because Tony is just every man, every woman, right? And he has these same problems that we all do. Sure. Yeah. And we had so many issues. We, we don't have Cigna, but he talks about all insurance companies try to deny things. And I think my wife was denied two or three different times for an MRI and had to jump through hoops and all this kind of thing. And it's like, wait a second, you're a health company, right? Like you're supposed to be helping, right. you know, right. your, your members. Right. And so it's just funny to think about, you know, Mr. Tony having to walk through a pool to do physical therapy for his leg. And mm -hmm. my wife had to do these, you know, weird physical therapy things before she could get her leg MRI. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I love the connections that Mr. Tony gives us with just these every day, even though he is way more wealthy than we'll ever be and way more of a celebrity than we'll ever be, the way that he allows us to get into his world and connect with him, yeah. I just think is so much fun. Oh, absolutely. And so now I'm officially going to out myself okay. on something. I was going to write an email to the big show for months, ever since I first heard the first Cigna rant. Just because I thought it would be funny, but then I thought, well, I'm not going to contradict Mr. Tony. There's just no way I'm going to do sure. that. But now that I've officially lost my health insurance, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm working on that now to get that all squared away. But for the last eight years, Chuck has had Cigna. Yeah. <laughs> I have not had one iota of a problem or complaint. Yeah. Wow. Now, before I go any further, I would like to say, luckily, I'm... I don't know if you heard that. I'm knocking on wood. Uh, mm -hmm. As you, like you said earlier, you Fairly didn't have any major person. issues. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. didn't either. Yep. So it's not yeah. like I ever had to go to see, oh, do I need an MRI? Will this be, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So I'm very right. lucky, thankful there. But I mean, as far as just the overall through COVID, mm -hmm. they always covered the COVID test. I know all the insurances did that. So it's not a huge deal. I get mm -hmm. all that. But what I'm saying is I never had any problems. Now, watch. I just got a bunch of stuff done last month. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> before my insurance <laughs> lapsed. Now watch, because I'm saying this, they're gonna it, they're right. gonna come back and haunt me or well, something. That's why you knocked on the table. I did. So hopefully, right. yeah, that's not, you're good. You know. But I have to yeah. give credit where credit's due. Up till when I lost it, that I always had good luck with whatever. Mm -hmm. I had my copay, yeah. of course, that I think we all yeah. have. It was very low. I'm very lucky because the Actors Equity Association does. If you qualify, that's the hard part. If you do sure. qualify, it is excellent Cigna yeah. coverage. It yeah. has been, and I've been very lucky for the last eight years. But again, I would never oh, say that on the funny. big show. <laughs> <laughs> Because totally, I yeah. want to hear Tony's stories, too. So. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you'd be blocked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he would never say the words Chuck and Roxy again. No. Uh, right. So I get it. I get it. And I, I feel bad because I was always felt hearing these stories like, oh, this sucks because yeah. I've always You've been. You've never had that but experience. But again, I've never had those mm -hmm. issues where I've had to. I've been very fortunate. Right. So mine's just been for like a checkup or, sure. you know, something. I'm feeling Routine. something. So yep. I'm going in to get a checkup. Yep. Nothing, you know, major. So no doubt. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, Eric, we're so lucky we've had you. This has been great. 
Can you say your wife's name? Uh, sure, Allison. Allison. Allison yeah. she's, she's what up? Allison, you need a Chuck and Roxy number. We're ready number. to meet you. Yeah, anytime. can't wait. Yeah, she does. We, we look forward to those. I really yeah, we do. do. So we do. That, it'll be that interesting. Would, that would really be stepping outside of her box. I would love for her to do that. And I don't know that she will, but I challenge you, Allison, to get on the podcast and Ooh. get outside of your box. That's what we need. We need people challenging people. We That's need people great. Challenging, triple dog daring, yes. all of that. Exactly. Allison, maybe for Eric's birthday, a little Aww. birthday surprise, maybe. I'm just saying. I don't know when the birthday birthday's coming up or not but you know there could be that mm-hmm. i mean we need some triple dog dares that's yeah, true roxy yeah. absolutely that's great so <laughs> all right well before we let you go we have some fun dumb questions for you real quick is that okay great let's go all right if you could time travel where or when would you go Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. So the one thing I didn't mention was I've always had a love for American history. And so when I was in college, I actually got an American history minor with my business degree. So I think I would go back maybe to early, early American history, somewhere in that George Washington timeframe, the Mm. early part of our country Mm. to kind of see how the country started. And I just love that timeframe of how our country was created and seeing the founding fathers going through all of that, I think yeah. that would be super exciting to see. Cool. Excellent. If you could host a game show, what would it be? Oh, Price is Right. Oh, ah. I, I still, I, as a 43-year-old man, I still tape the Price is Right and watch it as much as possible. Oh, nice. And Bob Barker passed away recently, and yeah. they did a really cool remembrance episode for him. But to me, that's the pinnacle, being the host of the Price is Right. Excellent. Nice. Roxy, I still have to find that video. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so who would play you in a movie of your life? Definitely George Clooney. Nice. Ah. I just, yeah, I'm so handsome, <laughs> and he's just a perfect... No, it's, that's really a super inside joke. Hopefully some of my friends will be listening to this, but in COVID... <laughs> be like, is Allison that, around? That. Let's get her on the line here. Let's, <laughs> let's find out what this is really all about. No, in, in COVID, there was this meme going around. I can't remember exactly what it was, but... I put like everybody keeps mistaking me for George Clooney, which is definitely not the case. I don't look like George Clooney. But I think, again, as an American man, I think George Clooney is uh, a very good looking man. And that would be awesome if he portrayed my life. Okay. Excellent. Nice. All right. Some rapid funny. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Oh, crunchy for sure. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Cat person or dog person? Definitely dogs. I think cats are the devil. (laughs) That's why I love them. That's amazing. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, I think waffles. Ego waffles for sure, right? Oh. Lego my ego. All right. That's right. (laughs) All right. Single sink or double sink? Oh, see, this is so hard. I I have the double sink. And like I said, I feel like it works well for the most part. But when it doesn't work well, it's a problem. So I'm going to go single. Okay. Last one. Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny? Oh, always funny. There is nothing better than a Uranus joke. And I can't remember. I think it was Tom talked about this on the previous episode. But you have to deliver it right. Absolutely. It has to be delivered right. Mm -hmm. But it is always funny. All right. Can't wait for Allison's response. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. (laughs) All right. Well, Eric, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. What can we plug for you? Is there anything? And how can people get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to plug by any stretch of the imagination, but you can find me on Twitter if you want to follow me. It's Mr. MR underscore W14. So Mr. underscore W14 on Twitter or X. We'd be happy to have more littles to follow. I love connecting with littles and 
I know there's a few out here in Spokane and probably more than I don't even know. So connect with me on Twitter and maybe we can get down to Riverfront Park and have yes. a drink on the, well, I guess we'd have to sneak a drink on yeah, the, sneak a drink the, on the, the, slide. the wagon, yeah. uh, <laughs> but then, but then we could take a picture and send it to Chuck and Roxy. Nice. Oh, that would be amazing. And, oh, we'd love that. And just a plug for, you know, Bob Walsh's summer of little situation. I mean, yeah. that would be a great thing to do That's then. A great oh, spot. Do sure. a picnic, whatever, mm-hmm. have a nice little for summer sure. littles gathering. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. All right. Well, Eric, thanks again for coming on to meet the littles. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Okay, we're going to pause there until we hear from yep. Allison. Yep. And we'll find out if it's an over home or if this is a <laughs> nonstop Chuck Todding situation. That'll be fun. For sure. So For sure. Please give her our best yes. and hopefully we'll meet her soon. Yes. And Eric, thank you so much once again for coming on to Meet the Littles. Awesome. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. It was a pleasure to be on. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. I'm Christopher Giannini from Memphis, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Eric Bell, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Always a good time. And Roxy, now we have to explain to Scott here what that music means. Sadly means we lost someone in the Loyal Littles Podcast Fantasy Football League again. Because we all know it's the guillotine. Like, this one's a little hard. This is hard. Sadly, I think he's episode 60. Roxy, can you check me on that? We lost Bill Isaacson. Now, he's the defending champion from last year. He won the whole thing last year. And he's gone out pretty early here. And he's really upset about it because he was actually at the be- I believe he said at the beginning of the week he was predicted to come in first this week. And he ends up last. We heard from him. He says, to those who are likely not concerned. Here is a major difference between the podcast of Tony and that of Chuck and Roxy. Chuck and Roxy, or better understood for my point as Chuck married to Roxy, are very, very nice with a podcast not based on grievances. Having said that, in honor of the often aggrieved Big Show and the podcast of the Loyal Littles, and with nothing else to do besides watching the Brewers lose in the playoffs, I make this grievance-filled report on the Loyal Littles Guillotine League. For those who do not know about the Guillotine League, after a 17-team draft, everyone has a budget of $1,000 to bid on players on teams who are chopped by placing last for the week. Getting to the grievance part, I am the reigning league champion who was chopped after this week four. With that, I thought was a star-studded team. This past weekend, after leading the league in points after three games and projected for first for the week, I finished the weekend chopped, guillotined. So long, farewell. Raju Narasetid. And in last place by seven-tenths of a point. That's how much he lost. As a result, my chopped roster was up for auction following the weekend, and the results were posted today. Did I mention I'm aggrieved? Following my termination by guillotine, $1,351 was the total amount of winning bids on my so-called last place team spread over 10 players. This compares to the total bids of all the players in the first week of $543, the second week of 392, 263, which was bid by me, and the third week of 500, 211 bid by me. Succinctly, which is not the point of this email, the teams in this league bid on my last place players over five times as much money as they had spent in any previous week and excluding my bids more than all three weeks combined by a factor of four. Back to my grievances. I am eliminated after four games, and I am still in first place in the standings based on points. For next week's report, maybe I will say something less aggrieved. Maybe not. Bill Isaacson. 
we know what episode is it 60 episode 60 oh yeah, i know that right. i believe i have that mm-hmm. all right you excellent right. but now this is where roxy now i know roxy has nothing to do with this because i've been dealing with the fantasy football stuff so i've been dealing right. with that and this roxy is probably where i'm going wrong because we're predicted i think to come in last this week but we've hung in there so far but i have bid no money like i have not used any of our thousand dollars to get better players and that's probably where Saber. i'm going I guess that's where I'm going wrong, but Bill Isaacson, it was nice knowing you. We barely knew you. I feel bad. It's sad. Sad. We like Bill. Fan favorite, I guess, as most people say. So, all right, Roxy, you got the next email, right? I do. This is from Chip Hughes, episode 144. Dear Chuck and Roxy, I also totally had the Burns and Allen vaudeville act in my mind when listening to Choxy. However, Chuck is not as gruff as George was, and Roxy is not nearly as ditzy as Gracie. Chip Hughes, 144. Thank you. I'm not nearly as ditzy, maybe just a little ditzy. <laughs> yeah, Scotty, you didn't hear this probably because he hasn't listened to our podcast yet, but right. we, we were compared last week to the Burns and Allen show. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I know, right? Wow. That was like the biggest compliment. That's I think an honor, ever I know. That's the best one we could ever get. All right, we heard from Brad Phillips, episode 184. This is for Tiny Chuck, actually. It said, I need to explain that because he thinks there's something tiny about me and that's not the case. (laughs) How does he feel about Taylor Swift finally putting Travis Kelsey on the map? (laughs) Love that. Tiny Chuck's response, he's probably laughing all the way to the bank, but is he really on the map until she writes a song about it? I'm sure it's something he knows all too well. So that's true. (laughs) That's very true. I mean, I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, right. Tell her. And now, yes. Right. It's, <laughs> it's so funny because there's so many people that like Tony on the big show. He was saying how he's like, I couldn't. And I can't either. I can't name one of her songs. Oh, no, no I idea. don't know if I can either. I mean, I've heard of her, obviously. Oh, Shake It Off. Yeah, I know. Okay. See, That's I, an old oh, thing. there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, though. So, all right. Then we're going to prove that the we do some homework here on the Loyal Littles podcast. It says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, I hope this helps clear things up. Now, Scott, you're going to be good on this one. Much like all squares are rectangles, but all rectangles are not squares, or how all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon, e.g. Scott and Irish whiskey, all tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Tequila is more like, oh, he's already shaking his head, Roxy. We're in good shape here. Tequila (laughs) is more like a varietal of mezcal, like Chardonnay is a type of wine. Mezcal Mm -hmm. is a spirit distilled from agave, a type of cactus. He's still shaking his head. I love this. Tequila is specifically from blue agave, so a subset of mezcal. I've been on a big mezcal kick lately, he writes, Mm. particularly the stuff from Oaxa? Oaxaca. Oaxaca. Mm -hmm. Wow. He's not even looking at the sheet, Littles. He's like (laughs) reading my mind here. Tequila comes from... Go ahead, smarty pants. Oaxaca? No, I don't no, know. No, no, it's... Ja- I, I, want, I think the J is silent. Alisco? Oh, Jalisco. Jalisco. Mm-hmm. Oh, he says it good, too. <laughs> All right, as for the worm, that's, that's the whole point is the worm, because uh-huh. Roxy didn't even know there was worms yeah. in alcohol. Uh-huh. And I thought it was in all tequila, but it's not. It's mezcal. As for the worm, it's actually a moth larva that lives on the agave plant, and only a few types of mezcal or tequila will have a worm. Now, I thought, in his defense, Tiny Chuck had some of that. Almost all tequila and mezcal you'll come across is worm-free. Hope this helps. Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. P.S. Incredible episode, but how was the follow-up not, what are the other two concerts you've been to, Tim Kirchin? Now, (laughs) I do. I felt like a dope for that, but we did some homework. And this is kind of, this is where I feel like a rock star. Because I emailed Tim again to thank him, and I sent him a link to the episode because he's not on Twitter, as he said, anymore, and stuff like that. And I said, you know... No pressure, but what were the other two? And he wrote back. He said, Dan Folberg and Yellow Card. And then he put in parentheses, oh. with my daughter. 
I don't even know who mm. Yellow Card is. I don't, I've never, I don't even know who Yellow Card is. <laughs> no idea who that is. So there you go, Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. Thank you for the email. And there's your answer. Now, let's get to, what do you know? You've been shaking your head all the time. So oh, worms well, are not in, not any tequila has worms? I thought that was the no, one with some the tequila. Oh, they do? Yeah, okay. some tequila and, and some mezcal, but not all of them. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I, and I don't know what determines why they have one and don't. I don't know. And I am not necessarily a tequila person. I don't like go out and drink tequila all the time. But I was in Tucson doing a production of Cabaret for the Arizona Theater Company. And one of the first nights we were there, one of the women in the cast was like, I'm going to this mezcal tasting. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> it was like 30 bucks or something like that. Okay. And you get to try 10 different mezcals. And this guy wow. talks you through them all. And they go from, he like starts with the cheapest one and goes up to like the most expensive. I think the last one we drank was like $170 Whoa. a bottle or something. But it was so tasty and we learned a bunch. So a lot of that stuff you were saying, that's why I was shaking my head. I'm like, yeah, right. that's exactly what he said. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Roxy, you got the next one, right? I do. Chuck and Roxy. Not sure if it was the same one he was talking about, but I attended one of Tim's book signings in Columbia, Maryland in January 2018, and there was an avocado sitting under his chair. While getting my book signed, he told me that the first guy in there had brought that in. I related this and another connection to Tim on my LL Pod episode, Brian Kissel, episode 173. I remember that. Yeah. I just couldn't remember who it was. I remember that story being told. Though. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yep. Now we know. It's, Brian it's all about the avocados. Yep. <laughs> right. I love that Scotty knows nothing that we, I know. he doesn't know anything about these. What if I just started what talking about avocados? Yeah, what do you know about avocados? So anyway, avocados originated in <laughs> Incan society. Oh, no, no. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Then lastly, well, not lastly, Bill Masters episode TBD. He wants to be interviewed. So we're very excited about that. He says, I grew up in D.C., live in L.A., Still love the Washington football team. Flew back for the Nats World Series. Former stand-up TV sitcom writer. Seinfeld oh. and Murray. It's supposed to be Murphy Brown. It says Murray Brown. Love uh, Murray Brown. And I know Murray Brown was a good show. <laughs> and had a few emails right on the Tony show. Uh, he said, I've been a guest on the podcast is Making Me Thirsty and Company of Dads. If not me, who? If not now, when? He says. So, yeah, Bill, <laughs> we'll be in touch. And Okay, last but not least, and Scotty doesn't know this either, but this is... The greatest, what do we call it, Roxy? The greatest honor of our I podcast? So. I think so. It's for it a is third wheel to be reading what you're about to read. So take it away, Scotty. No okay. pressure. No pressure. Okay. Dear Choxy. <laughs> I just sounded like <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. Dear Choxy. Okay. <laughs> Dear Choxy, questioning Ritz and his sincerity seems like a low blow. I mean, if the man says he didn't draft and didn't sign up for the guillotine league, then he didn't sign up for it. Now, the true test is to let him know through a technicality at the end of the season that he actually won the league. If Ritz acts confused, turns away from any sort of prize, or is generally humbled and not looking for any sort of recognition, then we know where we stand, which then brings up an investigation on the league as a whole and how it (laughs) appears to be stealing people's identities, but one thing at a time. However, if Ritz comes forward looking for recognition, prizes, or anything, then we know the man is a bold-faced liar and should be shunned from the community. Are we a community? (laughs) Personally, I'm starting to think Roxy has rigged this league in a way to get the police to investigate something other than her criminal activity. It seems too coincidental that only a week after Roxy's identity gets stolen, that a football league that too many people tied to the Roxy case is also involved in identity theft. (laughs) As I piece this thing together, I plan to make a video recording for my family in case I get whacked by Roxy's (gasps) thugs. (laughs) Chuck. 
With the road trip underway, we need some key information. How many blank VHS tapes did you bring? And what kind of adult movies do you plan to liberate at the various hotels? Oh, Completely unrelated, because that first one was so related. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Completely unrelated. I can't recall there being discussions about Top Gun. Is this a franchise? Two movies set apart by like 35 years. On a side note, the second one is absolutely fantastic. The only flaw is that none of the returning characters bother to ask Maverick if he colors his hair. I think I'm done for today. (laughs) Episode 178, A-B-T-A-H-S. Uh-huh. Is that? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. We will not do better next time unless Chuck broadcasts from a truck stop. <laughs> what do you think? Challenge accepted, maybe? Uh, yeah. I think we need to make that happen. That now, you're not going to be here. I won't gosh. be here, but you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that could be... You're like in a truck stop bathroom. Do like a Chuck... St- I don't Just know how... interview people do- as they come in. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh here's what God. I'm thinking is we all know our hotels are not going to be in the best places sometimes and yeah. stuff like that. So Crap I'm shoot. thinking, yeah, I'm thinking we might have to, like I could do the gas station up the street here. Like yeah. there's one at the end. It's not really an official truck stop, mm-hmm. but I think that could be funny if That's I could get hilarious. the equipment somehow to set up outside. <laughs> Maybe I will just start randomly on my phone interviewing. Oh. That could be a thing. There were some characters you could have interviewed here. Yeah. Oh, there were. Absolutely. Week, sure. So speaking of characters, <laughs> let's take 30 seconds or a minute or whatever you need and meet you. So Scott, where are you from? Originally, I'm from Idaho. I was born in Weezer, Idaho, a little town yes. uh, near the Oregon border, border uh, across from Ontario. But I never lived there. I, w- I just was born there. And then... Uh, then they snuck you across the border. They, they snuck me across the border. <laughs> my, in, for most of my life, I lived in the Boise area. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then moved to Phoenix for Can college. We yeah. The Boise area. Mm-hmm. Is the library still there? We used to make fun. Right <laughs> across, you like, what? <laughs> right across the street from the theater in uh-huh. Boise, there was the library. The Morrison but, Center? Oh, yeah, you, mean, you mean the, uh, yeah. an actual library? An actual library. I thought you were saying like a bar called the library. Oh, like the way you, I love that. That's the way you used go. your hands. You were well, like, <laughs> like it was in lights. The library. All right, first of all, I love that that's right where you go. <laughs> and second of all, though, no, we always made fun of it because on the outside, it literally said the library exclamation point. with oh. like on the building. Really? I do mm-hmm. not. Re- I used to go to that library in high school a lot, but we I, don't, I do, always used do to like make that. fun. Like it's the library. You know, and it's like, so yeah, we always would make fun of that. Really but funny. anyway. So okay, uh, anyway, yeah. So Boise, and then I went to college in Tempe, Arizona, Arizona State University Ooh. to study theater, and thought I'd stay for a couple years after, and then move to. I knew I wasn't going to go to New York. I, I was too overwhelmed by New York being an Idaho boy. But right. um, I thought maybe Seattle or Chicago or something yeah. like that. But I started working and never stopped. So I've been there ever since. Really excellent. Yeah. Wow. You know, he lives there and does. Tons of theater there. Yeah, I do a lot of theater there. I did some national touring out of New York for about five years. And Mm -hmm. um, I also direct now and, you know. Excellent. Now, you said, though, we can't probably listen to your podcast anymore, right? Yeah, my understanding is, so we didn't have control of the podcast. He he joined the podcast network. Yeah, Yeah. they they asked us. They wanted a theater podcast in their network. And the only requirement was they wanted to be local to Phoenix in some way. Right. So everyone we interviewed on that podcast had Arizona roots or connections in some way. And there, it was shocking when we started to really look at it, how many famous people, people or big right. people or people that were doing great things all around the country in theater and a lot in New York and on Broadway were ties yeah. to Arizona. It was crazy. Now yeah. they never had Wilbon listeners, but that's okay. <laughs> Who? Yeah, exactly. Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing when you discover that stuff. Well, we discover things by meeting the Littles on this podcast all over the country, and it's just so amazing. Yeah. So how long did you do menopause? 
what's your oh so i came back from my last tour i was on in 2017 and i knew i was going to be home for a little bit and i think this i think now I'm, i'm trying to remember i was saying that i think the show was coming to mesa arizona and that's why they called me but actually i think i trained somewhere else so may, i, I yeah, might be confusing okay. all that but anyway the, the kim, details are fine kim samari yeah who's the big boss over there. She just, she's really good friends with my husband. And she said, do you think Scotty would be interested in doing this ASM tracks? And I've never done any kind of stage management at all. But I, uh, when she asked me about it, I said, wait, do I get my health weeks for that? Which if you don't know about yeah. no, the I've, union. I've mentioned it many yeah, times. Okay, yeah. They know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I need my health weeks. So that's how I got into it. And wow. um, so since 2017, with the, except for the, during the COVID break, I've been, I've been doing it here and there. Excellent. So he's been, uh, he's, he's no rookie like me, like Chuck. <laughs> but I will say when I met him about three months ago, when I did my training out in Wisconsin, the best part of the show, which we no longer do anymore, oh. was because if we have sponsors for the show, sometimes they do giveaways. If you need someone to warm up an audience, Little, for any event, call Scotty and I'll get you in touch really? with him. Really? Oh, yeah. He that was a, that was fun. has them rolling. And I mean, of course, oh. the... You know, the Eau Claire, that got, that <laughs> got old. Claire. I might have stole that on our podcast, by the way, because <laughs> uh, we did the same thing, because our episode one is Claire Natola. So oh, yes. okay. she was our very first podcast interview yeah. we've ever done. So we had some fun with that. And we still do. And I'm glad I got to bring it back on this episode. But <laughs> Scott, thank you so much for doing this. We really oh gosh, appreciate yeah. it. So much fun. It was he, so fun. It was on a whim. He was, I was like, Roxy, we have a guest today. She's like, what? Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to try to do this. I think we have some pretty interesting characters on the road here. For sure. That I think we yeah. can have a, thir- a couple sure. third wheels here and there. Don't worry. Ritz, don't worry. Tiny Chuck, don't worry. Simon, don't worry. Uh, Any of you people? Who who, who else I miss? We're going to have our normal third wheels on too occasionally. Yes. This one was just much easier because Scotty's right down the hall. So I was like, yeah, come on over. There you go. All right. We got to get out of here though. Uh, Thank you, Eric Bell, again for coming on to Meet the Littles. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need is over there. And don't forget to submit your Toy Hall of Fame entries. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Roxy. Scott, You're you welcome. Gotta, That's why I'm here. Wait, I have the list right here. <laughs> Toy Hall, Hall of Fame entries? Yeah, he has no idea what we're talking what about. I'm, hand, I'm handing it to him right now. Oh, my gosh. By the time we're done, we need you to pick three on that list, and then we're going to submit it. <laughs> I have been to this museum. Okay. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Yep, I love yep. the okay. okay, great. Those are this nice. year's nominees. We have a Loyal Littles podcast contest, and you just have to pick the top, what you think are going to be in this year. Those the, are the, the top. Three, top three. Yep. Okay. They usually put in three every year. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. the idea. And uh, don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, please, please, please give us a nice rate and review over there. It does matter. It's not like meatballs. It just doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. So please do that. We really appreciate it. Roxy, if you need a book. Go to aaronsbooks.com. And if you need self-care. Come to me. Oh. <laughs> oh, really? oh. Well, you can, okay. we, we can go to Scott or we can go to modernselfcare.us. All right. Now, the most important part is you go to those websites or if you are out shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Bye. Wait a minute. I thought I had to choose some of these toys. Oh, right. Crap. You do. Oh, right. Quick. Okay. My top three baseball cards. And I know I'm not into sports, but they're so old. They've been around forever. They need to be one. And then I think. Battleship and Nerf mm-hmm. toys. All right, those are his picks. Bye, Littles. Bye. No, no doubt. What a day it'll be when I finally feel free from what others assume is what I want to do. Your fears, my tears will all disappear. I can run away and stay far from your shadow, watching over me and my every move. Will I give up or can I live?
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Good job. Oh, yeah.